News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman. In association with AIR on News Talk. Garda Commissioner Drew Harris has said that organised criminals, along with far-right figures, are playing a role in recent anti-immigrant protests. Uh, the Commissioner also denied members were taking a softly, softly approach to law-breaking protesters. Uh, Tony Gallagher, Risk Security and Event Manager with Ashtree Risk Group and former Garda Inspector, uh, joins us now. Uh, Tony, are, are, are you surprised at um, what Drew Harris had to say, that um, some far-right figures are uh, involved in these protests? Uh, sorry, not far right. Some organised criminals, yeah. I should say. Some organised criminals involved. Are you surprised at that? No, not at all. Um, in fact, what I would say is that there has been infiltration by criminal gangs in the Housing for All Raise the Roof protests, the water protests, and in some of the instances there where there have been enforcement of high court orders for taking possession of property. So, on their agenda is to push anarchy. Yeah, and sorry, to ju- just to, to stress, we, and I, I'm not disputing the point you're making, but we should stress loads of l- very decent law-abiding people involved in protests as well, uh, in those protests as Absolutely. well. Uh, and important to Absolutely. stress, the vast majority of those people are uh, law, yeah, law-abiding, even if you disagree or disagree with their, their, their tactics. But tell us to what end, why would, would um, organised criminals be getting involved? Well, as I say, I mean, their motive is to push anarchy and to uh, store a debate and enhance their own uh, reputation uh, in, in, in terms of what they're doing on their profile. And we have made arrests in that area in the past in some of the uh, protests that I have led. And I have to say, and I do agree with you, Shane, the vast majority of people are out there for legitimate reasons to protest. And it's unfortunate to see this type of thing seeping in and um, overthrowing a legitimate reason why you would protest. Yeah, uh, and uh, damaging to the cause of those protests as well, because if things get out of hand, I think a lot of people, a lot of onlooking people who may be sympathetic with the aims, it kind of turns them off as well. Yeah, and, and I have to say, you know, the, the Gardaí are usually very well served by digital intelligence, so that. If we know about the protest, there's the planned protest and then there's the ad hoc one, the pop-up one. But the planned one, we, as part of a risk assessment of it, now we uh, have a strategy in policing these events. We're served well by intelligence gathering on social media. And the arrests mightn't happen on the day of the event, but they certainly will happen and have happened. And you saw the taming effect there that happened out there in Finglas in a recent uh, situation where things were beginning to... uh, turn for the worst out there yeah it's actually this time last week on the show i was quite critical of uh, the junior uh, uh, green minister uh, for for it seemed according to reports making a commitment to the protesters in county clare that over the course of the next four weeks no more protesters or, or no more asylum seekers uh, would would be would be brought in uh, and i was making the point i thought that was kind of slightly giving sucker to those uh, who who were protesting yeah. but then again i saw comments uh, from uh, drew harris early in the week which did make me slightly reassess uh, my viewpoint last week. And Drew Harris was making the point that we're not going to play the the, the playbook of of those who are uh, who who are objecting to these seeing We're not going to play into the hands of the far right. And that he was saying, you know, we'll take things in a measured. I don't know if he used the phrase "softly, softly" approach, but that seemed to be indication. Implication. It did kind of get me thinking that maybe that is the way to go. 
Well, there is a strategic outlook. And I mean, my favourite uh, approach has always been with uh, dialogue and de-escalation. And you've seen the robust action taken in the likes of France, Spain, and indeed the UK, and they have legislation to deal with it. Uh, the other side of it is our, our legislation is not sufficiently strong for Gardaí to start removing people off the streets. And so that area, and, and, and I'm glad that it's up for debate because maybe... It hasn't been, gar- like, the Garda's modus operandi, like, you go to other uh, countries, even even in Western Europe, and the police force kind of, they, they carry an air of kind of menace about them, as in, they kind of have this, look, don't mess with us. The, we, the Garda, I think, traditionally have taken a more kind of community policing and uh, kind of talking to people and stuff. The idea of dragging people off the streets, I suppose it isn't really in keeping with that kind of policing, is it? It's not. But there, there comes a time where you have to take out the main protagonists. And certainly um, that has to be done on our terms. And when we have a capacity to do it, because it's resource-driven and it takes a lot of resources as well. And when you see a situation there out at the roundabout in Dublin Airport where people hold the community from attending or, or going off on their holidays, very difficult for the Gardaí on that one. And they need support on the front line and leadership in terms of the policy that they might adopt there. Because at the moment, um, the leadership just needs to be stronger in terms of what's the expectation of the Gardaí on this. Okay, so just finally, do you think think that the Gardaí need better laws, more clarification as to what they can and can't do and what they should and shouldn't do? Absolutely. Yeah, I mean, it's particularly silent on that in a number of areas. And what you need is a policy and you need um, the law to deal with it and you need the backup and the capacity to achieve your objective. Uh, And without that, uh, the Gardaí are in, in, they're in a very difficult position because they're out there, young men and women out there on their own, making very extraordinarily yeah, tough decisions, decisions on whether to yeah, act like or not. Roads you know? being blockaded. Like, I mean, should the Gardaí intervene if a road is blockade, blockaded? Well, at the moment we can't. Uh, the, the, as I say, we would be reliant on Section 9 of the Public Order Act 1994. That's nearly 30 years old. And that wasn't created for that type of um, offence. So the whole area of um, needs to be revised. They can do that in the UK, Shane. They can do it. But oftentimes then when you have power, the expectation from the public and the politicians becomes higher because then you must act. So in some ways, it may have served as well because the discretion yeah. and the assessing of the situation um, gives us more of a, a liberal uh, attitude in how we might approach it. But that policy, if it's that to be the policy, needs to be driven from the commissioner down. Okay, Tony Gallagher, Risk Security and Event Manager with Ash Tree Risk Group, uh, former Garda Inspector. Uh, thank you indeed for that insight. News Talk Breakfast with Kira Kelly and Shane Coleman in association with Air. Weekday mornings at seven on News Talk.